Rheingold Extra Dry. And the reason? Because Rheingold has a flavor all its own. And dry tells you why. Two little words, Extra Dry, tell you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costlier way. For a taste that's brisk and gliding clean, clear through. Brewed Extra Dry to be extra refreshing. So why don't you suck in a supply of refreshing Rheingold and enjoy a glass along with a game? find yourself joining the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Well, now it's Dick Farrell warming up on the mound. The umpire's in the game today. Behind home plate, Al Farnick. At first base, Ed Bargo. At second base, Jack Crawford. And at third base, Doug Harvey. The next to last game of the season here in Houston between the Mets and the Colt 45. And here to detail all the action for you is Bob Murphy. Thank you very much, Ralph. Little Elio Chacon stepping in now. We're all set to get going. Game three in this four-game series that winds up the road trip for the New York Mets. Following the game starting late tomorrow afternoon, the Mets will be flying home. Elio Chacon, who has appeared in the first two games of the series, but does not have an official time at bat. Elio hitting at 231. Up and the first pitch of the night is a high fastball. Dick Turk Farrell on the mound for the Houston Gold 45s, and he is one of the real flamethrowers in baseball. An outstanding relief hitter with the Philadelphia Bills last year, relieved with the Dodgers. Fastball over, a call strike. One ball, one strike. The delivery by Kirk Farrell, and it gets the outside corner for a call strike. Charlie Neal in the on-deck circle, and then Gene Woodley. Putting up the defense for the Houston Cold 45. Norm Larker flying first. Joe Amalfitano is in second. Bobby Lillis is short, and Bob Aspermani is third. Strike three call. The Hummer by Kirk Farrell on the outside corner, and Elio is called out. Houston has Al Spangler in left, Carl Warwick in center, and around and right, Roman Mejia. The third baseman, number four, Charlie Mejia. Let's took the early lead in the afternoon game. They led 2-0. Houston came from behind, tied the game. Let's regain the lead in the ninth. But Houston scored two, the last of an unearned run, to win the game 4-3 in the last of the ninth inning. Now Charlie Neal up, Charlie two for six in the third. Gene 
25. Al Smith working behind the plate.
and a right-hand batter leading off against Roger Craig. He hits the first pitch in the air to center field. Hickman galloping in. He's in front of it. Makes the catch one down. situation is unusual in Houston, and the timing for the New York Mets has not been the best. Last time the Mets came into Houston, Mosquitoes would come along with the microphone over about a six inches, he'd reach over and grab it and put it back over where it was. And they left, they went down south towards the Gulf, and they have been gone, but they arrived back in Houston three days ago, according to the authorities on such things.
to second. And on a close play at second base, he slides in with a stolen base. His 11th stolen base of the year. So Ramon Mejias has set himself up in potential scoring position with two men down. Count of strike one on Norm Larker. Carl Warwick, the center fielder, is on deck, and then Bob Aspermani. Is out of action. 
He is in uniform, and he was used as a fence runner in the game this afternoon. Count two and two on Norm Larker. Now Craig Reddy delivers, and the breaking ball just misses three and two.
we've enjoyed tremendously broadcasting ball games this year from the beautiful new stadium for the Los Angeles Dodgers on the West Coast. And when the stadium is done out in Flushing Meadows, it will be even better. Well, they are incorporating and taking advantage of any mistakes that might have been made there and to make this one even better. Thornberry will be leading off as we go along to the top of the second. Ball park. 
Clark, who is a great fan, you'll see him trying to make a fair hand catch. Thank you. 
at the Polo Grounds. You won't want to miss the excitement of the Cincinnati Reds making their final appearance for a three-game series Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. 14th, 15th, and 16th of September. You've got to hand it to Hudson the Reds. They seem to be hopelessly out of it, and they fought right back. Ground ball bounced right up the middle by Bob Astromani for a base hit. He hit the first pitch thrown by Roger Craig and leads off the home second.
an eye on Ab Formati and see if acting manager Lumen Harris puts a play on. Harry Kraft expected to rejoin the ball club and take over the controls tomorrow afternoon. Now Craig makes the stop. Throws to first base, not in time. Hitting next. 
amateurs that doesn't hit too often, but he's strong, and when he gets a hold of one, he can really give it a ride. Next pitch by Craig, a grounded foul over toward the dugout of the New York Mets. Ball scoots right into the dugout, and the count is one ball and two strikes. the right. 
right field line. Tonight at the end of six, St. Louis 
Dallas four, Cincinnati three. Jackson against Joey J. Homer's by Gene Oliver and Jerry Lynch. Here are the warm-ups on the West Coast. It'll be Al McBean against outfall Pete Rickard from Floral Park, New York. In the American League, all of the contenders won their games. The Yankees beat the Red Sox 6-1. Whitey Ford winning his 15th. Whitey had to leave the game when his leg tightened up, and Jim Coates came on to finish up. Don Swall was the loser. The White Sox beat Washington 6-3. An early win went all the way. For early, his seventh win of the year. He now needs one more for that coveted 300 mark. Don Rudolph, the loser. The Minnesota Twins beat Detroit 9-2, past Wall won his 18th, Mossy losing. Allison hit two home runs, he now has 25. Cleveland beat Kansas City 3-2, Latman besting Dan Fister. And the Angels beat the Orioles 2-1, Belinsky over Estrada. That's the rundown on scores, and for the rundown on action, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob, it's Rod Keneal, right-hand batting second baseman, and his first pitch is a fastball. Outside for ball one. Keneal scoring around is on a push about out towards second base. One ball, no strike. Now Craig with a two-and-one count on Al Spangler. Bob Lewis on second. Turk Farrell on third. Two men down. Next pitch by Craig. Breaking ball in the dirt. It's three-and-one on Al Spangler. Mejia, the right fielder, is the young decorator. New York on Monday night for their final New York appearance of the season. The 
Giants beat the Cubs 7-2. Billy Pierce won his 14th. Bowling in the eighth inning. Cardwell the loser. Tonight at the end of six. St. Louis 4, Cincinnati 3. Jackson against Joey J. Homer's by Gene Oliver and Jerry Lynch. Here are the warm-ups on the West Coast. It'll be Al McBean against Southpaw Pete Rickard from Floral Park, New York. In the American League, all of the contenders won their games. The Yankees beat the Red Sox 6-1. Whitey Ford winning his 15th. Whitey had to leave the game when his leg tightened up, and Jim Coates came on to finish up. Don Swall was the loser. The White Sox beat Washington 6-3, an early win went all the way. For early, his seventh win of the year. He now needs one more for that coveted 300 mark. Don Rudolph, the loser. The Minnesota Twins beat Detroit 9-2, past Wall won his 18th, Mossy losing. Allison had two home runs, he now has 25. Cleveland beat Kansas City 3-2, Latman besting Dan Fister. And the Angels beat the Orioles 2-1, Belinsky over Estrada. That's the rundown on scores, and for the rundown on action, Ralph Kiner. Okay, Bob, it's Rod Canillo, right-hand batting second baseman, and his first pitch is a fastball. Outside for ball one. Canillo scoring a run is going to push a bun out towards second base. One ball, no strike. On the mound for the Colt 45. Kirk Farrell, big strong right-hander with a record of nine wins and 18 losses. Farrell has a record this year against the Mets of one win and two losses. All of his games have been well-pitched games. 2-0 pitch, high for ball three. So now they count 3-0 and as Keneal leads off. The on-deck batter is Chris Canazero. He'll be followed by the pitcher, Roger Gray. Al Farrell into the windup and delivers, and it's a fastball through for strike one. Farrell beat the Mets on May 22nd, 3-2. He lost to them on June 11th, 3-1, and also lost to them on June 22nd. Two to nothing. There's a fastball for strike two. So Farrell now picking the count up. It's three balls and two strikes on Rod Cadillo. One nothing game, favor of the Houston Colts 45. Now the windup in the 3-2 pitch. A fastball popped up in the air. The second baseman waiting, Joe Malfitano. And he puts it away for out number one. And that will bring up Chris Canazero. Neal before the out, batting 256. Canazero coming on, batting 214. Chris, right-hand batting catcher for the Mets. Now in the batter's box. To take up with his first encounter with me, Kurt Farrell.
far this year. The strikeout leader in the National League, Sandy Koufax, who has been out of action for quite some time. He leads the National League with 209 strikeouts. Here's a first pitch to Craig. It's bunted out towards the right side and going foul. Strike one counted, Roger. The on-deck batter, Elias Chacon. Incidentally, Sandy Koufax has been throwing batting practice for the Dodgers. And they are looking forward to his reappearance in the lineup. One strike pitch to Craig outside. One ball, one strike. Both Norm Larker and the third baseman, Bob Aspermani, looking for the bunt against Craig, charging very strongly. And now Farrell back to work. And the next pitch is bunted foul again, so it's strike two. Fastball pitcher like Turk Farrell, very tough to punt. And especially punt the ball, ball on the ground. And here in the cold stadium, the lights are not the best, as this is a temporary setup. is lying right by Larker down the right field line. A base hit coming over Mahias. He's up for the ball. He throws on into second base, but going over to third on the base hit, Chris Canizero. So Roger Craig, after failing the bunt, moves Canizero all the way to third base, and with one out, runners are at first and third, and Helio Chacon comes up. Helio was caught lucky in the first inning. One of the four strikeout victims by Kurt Farrell. Hitting 231. And now Farrell back on top, and the first pitch is a fastball high, ball one. Bob Asperamani at third base, even with the bag, looking for a play at either home or second base. The rest of the infield set up for the double play with one man out. One nothing game, the Colts lead. There's a fastball back to Chacon, again high. Two balls and no strike. Do it all as Farrell takes too long in the mound and Chacon steps out of the batter's box. Now Chacon calling Cookie Lavagetto up to have a talk. The third base coach, Sally Hemus, back on the line for the Mets at first base. He's been out on a scouting tour and he joined the Mets here, or as Bob Murphy put it, the Mets joined him here in Houston. Sally Hemus makes his home in this Texas city. Now, time in as your comes back to the batter's box. And Farrell goes back to work. Pitch is high inside. It moves Chacon away from the plate. Ball three. So Turk Farrell, who has yet to walk a man, now pitch away from holding up the bases. Three balls and no strike. Three 
Chicone. A fastball that's inside for ball four. That loads him up and brings up Charlie Neal. Charlie flat out to right field his first time up. Batting 251. Right hand batting third baseman. On a third base, Chris Canizero. At second base, Roger Craig. Moved down there after the walk to Chicone. game in favor of the Houston Colts 45. Top of the third inning. Farrell with the sign now into the windup and delivered. Fast ball high for ball one. Just above the letter.
inside the Mets, one, two, three in the first and second innings. But the Mets after Keneal had gone out, coming up with four consecutive men on base. Taking plenty of time as the sign. And comes back to Thromberg with a fastball that's hit out the left field. It could drop in. Coming on the left fielder Spangler. He can't get to it. Story from third base. Elias Jacone and following him around is Johnny Neal. And the Mets now lead it by a score of four to one. Moving on down to second base on the base hit, Gene Woodley. And now the Mets with runners at first and second base, and the batter is Jim Hickman. That ball was looped out the left field. The left fielder, Al Spangler, playing a very deep left field, could not get to it. It dropped in front of him. And two men scored. And with the two in, it's now four to one as Jim Hickman, right-hand batting center fielder, steps up. It's all even now at four feet. Jim struck out swinging his first time up, and he looks at the curve for strike one. Right-hand batting right fielder. 
down. The first pitch by Craig is hit down towards the shortstop side. He's going up for the ball over to first base in time for out number one. So Mejia, who singled his first time up, is out for the second time. Should say for the first time, and with one out, Norm Locker comes up. Four runs in the top of the third inning to take over the lead, four to one. They 
swing and a foul ball on the 3-1 pitch. So Roger now has picked the count up to three balls and two strikes.
Dodger picked up the first two men and gave up a double to Warwick, a single to Aspermani, and now he is behind 3-0 on Hal Smith. There's a 3-0 pitch, a fastball low for Paul Floor. That'll move Aspermani 90 feet down to second base, and now the 12-45s have runners at first and second base. The second walk issued by Roger Craig, and the batter now will be Joe Amalfitano.
with the sign and back in the stretch position. And the 2-2 pitch, swung on and missed for strike three to retire the side. Strikeout by Roger, his second. And in the inning, the Colt 45 pick up one run on two hits. No errors. Two men left on. And the score at the end of three innings of play. New York Mets 4, the Colt 45, 2. And if you haven't registered... Special event that will take place at the Polo Grounds during the Mets' last homestand. On Wednesday, September 19th, between games of a twilight doubleheader against Houston, two Owens cabin cruises will be awarded to Mets players by Howard Close. One cruiser worth $7,000 will be given to the Mets with the highest score for hitting the Howard signs at the Polo Grounds. The winner will not be determined until the conclusion of the first game that night. A second cabin cruiser worth $5,000 be given to the most valuable Met player as voted by the fans. Voting for this award closes at all Howard stores on Saturday, September 15th. In addition, Kathy Kirsch, this Rhinegold 1962, and Eileen Rogers, beautiful star of the musical Anything Goes, will offer the presentation. Howard Close will also present five complete wardrobes and five suits of clothes to fans who participate in the voting. So remember Howard Close night, Wednesday, September 19th. A real big one to keep in mind. And you know this is the time of year when a frosty glass of beer seems to taste best. And when that glass holds cold, refreshing Rheingold extra dry, it tastes even better. That's because Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. And dry tells you why. Enjoy it. Right along with the game as we move to the top of the fourth inning. Mets lead it 4-2, and the first man out for New York will be Joe Christopher. And the first pitch to the right-hand batting right fielder is a strike call. That Kirk Farrell starts off here in the fourth. Through three innings, he has given up four runs, allowed four hits. Struck out four and walked two. Comes his first time up, but he looks at the curve this ball. One ball, one strike. Farrell, 28 years of age, big, strong throwing right hander on the mound, reading the signs from Al Smith. And now back to work. The 1 1 pitch is hit to center field. High in the air, moving over is Carl Walby. Now waiting, and he puts it away. Camille comes in. Rod pops to second base his first time up. 0 for 1. Batting at 256. Mets with a two-run lead. They lead 4 to 2. Picking up four runs in the third inning to take the lead away from the Colt 45 who had led it at that time 1-0. And the first pitch to the right-hand batter is punted down towards the first base side. Farrell Austin picking up the ball, throws the first base in time for out number two. Making the play at first base, Dave Roberts, who went in as a pinch hitter for Norm Larker. So with two out, the batter will be Chris Canazero. Chris started off the rally in the third inning, which saw the Mets score four by singling to right field. Roger Craig came up and singled behind him to move him over to third base. Chicago walked to load him up. Charlie Neal drove in two with a base hit. And Morris Romberry came up and drove in two more with a base hit. Four to two. Two men out and Chris Canizero. Right hand batter in. 
strikes, two men out. As Farrell goes back to work and comes in with a fastball that is swung on for strike one. Farrell struck out the side in the second inning, picked up one strikeout as he got either Chacon at the start of the game for his four strikeouts.
bullpen area is still a little bit muddy. The outside of the playing area on the field is somewhat damp from the rains here early this morning. Infield is very dry. The sharpers on it. Outfield in certain spots, not too sure. Now Craig with a new ball back to the plate inside and high. Ball two. Barrel goes down to his knees. Two balls and one strike. Bob Lillis. Break back with a curve and there's a fly ball hit the left field. Wounding waiting. Tom moves in a couple of steps and makes a catch. Bill Rogers gets his first man here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. And Bob Lillis comes up for the third time. Lillis won for three in the game. Picking up a two-base hit when he blooped the ball out to shallow right field. Rod Keneal went out to get his glove on the ball, but it was a tough chance and when he was hit by Joe Christopher, gave a two-base hit. Lillis batting 242 for the year and batting from the right-hand side. And the first pitch to Lillis by Roger Craig. A fastball bounced off of the plate. Roger going back, has to wait. The ball comes on down and Lillis comes up with another hit.
picked up the first hit of the game off Roger Craig in the first inning. He stole second base, but was forced out at third base as Carl Walwick ended the inning. Then in the third inning, Mejia grounded to the shortstop, so he is one for two. Batting 287 with 23 home runs and 68 runs batted in. Roger Craig with his first pitch to the right-hand batter. Outside, low for ball one. The curveball way outside. And Craig now behind 1-0 and oh to Mahia. All and throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. As they lead in the game 4-2. Craig into the stretch position and back with the one pitch. 1-0 pitch. It's on for a strike. Breaking over the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Infield back looking for the double play with one man out. Runners at first and second base. Now Craig again back to the plate with a fastball popped off of the hands and foul territory. Cannizero tries to get to the ball, but it wasn't high enough in the air to allow to get to it. It'll go a strike zero. Three balls and one strike. And Craig now back on top and back to the plate. Low again at ball four. That puts the tying run on at first base. And this time goes down to first on Roger Craig's third walk of the game. Bob Orr moves down to second base and Ramon Mejia steps into the batter's box. Runners at first and second base. 
again back to the plate with a fastball popped off of the hands in foul territory. Kenny Dill tries to get to the ball, but it wasn't high up in the air to allow him to get to it. It'll go a strike zero. Another count now, one ball and two strikes. Roger Craig asking for the ball that was fouled off to be put back in play. So Kenny Dill goes back, picks it up, tosses it to Al Barney. Al looks at it and puts it back in play. So Roger Craig will be working with the same ball. Pitchers like to feel a certain balls. Of course, they like to keep the ball in play if that's the case. Some feel a little bit smaller, and also some are not quite as slippery as others. Roger likes to work with a very rough up ball, throwing a lot of breaking pitches, and also throwing the screw ball after his fastball action. Now it's one and two as Greg catches the mound and comes back with a curve that is low outside. Two balls and two strikes. Outside, a curveball, three balls and one strike. 
heartbeat on radio and TV. Looking for the sign now, sets on the mound. Runners at first and second. And the pitch back is a curveball hit high in the air to center field. Jim Hickman moving in, now waiting. And he makes the catch to retire the side. In the inning, no runs on one hit, no errors. A walk and two men left on, and the score at the end of four innings of play. A New York Mets fourth, the Colt 45 2. Second trip. 
Here's the pitch fastball, a swing and a miss. On a little half fastball, strike one.
taste all day long. Come up to cool. Cool with the pure white filter or cool without filter.
waiting. Here's the pitch. And he pops the ball up. An infield pop fly on the right side. Rod Keneal calling for it near the mound. Comes in high, and it's two balls and one strike. Now to the Mets shortstop. 
the afternoon game. It was the Mets bat boy who very nearly was involved in a collision on a high pop, but he escaped. And just now, the Houston Colts 45 bat boy was involved. Here's a pitch in there for a call strike. It's two and two. And because of the interference, of course, the out was called. The put out is given to the catcher. pitch. The Mets leading here by a score of 4-3 to three in the top half of the seventh inning. The Colt 45 won this afternoon's game by a score of 4-3. to three. Here's a swing and it's a base hit going up the middle for Elio Chacon. Now Warwick up with it. He lays it in and Chacon turns and holds it first. has two base hits in tonight's game, and here comes Charlie Neal, who also has two. He had a single to drive in two runs in the top of the third, and he had a single in the top of the fifth as well. Third baseman, number four. Against the Houston Colts, 45 this season. Charlie Neal's about 34 times, has 14 hits, so he is batting 4-12 against the Houston Colts, 45. He's a native Texan from Longview. Shot, but nothing was on, so it goes as ball one to Charlie Neal. Gene Woodling is now on deck for the New York Mets. Oh, is up and under the stretch. Chacon leads it first, and here's the pitch to Neal. Swung and it's a high hopper down the third baseline. Taken by the catcher and the throw on the first, not in time. He's safe near, and Chacon holds it second. Al Smith out there to make the play on the ball. Wheeled and through the first, but not in time to get Neal as he beat it out for another base hit. Chacon holding at second base.
right here. Standing in and waiting. Left-hand batter. Here's the pitch. It's tight for ball one. The right-handed Bob Miller is throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. It's a swing and a miss. One and one count to Thronda. Rick Hersher also is throwing to Sammy Taylor in the bullpen. Charlie Neal standing on the bag at first. Now takes his lead, and Farrell's pitch to Thornberry. Swung on and fouled off out of play. It's one and two. Final game of the series will be the final appearance of the New York Mets here in Houston, Texas this season. We'll be on the air at 5.55 p.m. New York time. Game time is 6 p.m. New York time. That's 4 p.m. Houston time. Thornberry waits for the 1-2 pitch. Takes it outside. The ball two. It's 2-2. Two and two. Houston Colt 45 won this afternoon's game by a score of 4-3 to three by scoring two runs with two men out in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Back to project a little further. There were two strikes on the batter. Swing and a miss. And Farrell shots up his ninth strikeout. Getting Mara Thornberry. In the top half of the seventh, the New York Mets got no runs on one hit. Two hits, I beg your pardon. The end of six and a half innings of play. The score is the New York Mets four and the Houston Colts 45 three. And now, here's a familiar tune well worth marching to. Craig, bending from the waist, looking in for the time. 
He has it into the windup, and the pitch is on the way. It's swung out and fouled out. Carl Warwick's one of the few men in the major leagues who throws left and bats right. And it's inside football. It's one and one. The official paid attendance here tonight, 6,568. Total attendance in the ballpark, 7,678. There's a pitch. Low and outside and coming all the way back to the screen. It's two balls and one strike. They are here and in uniform tonight. There's a pitch low for ball. It's three and one. Sherman Jones has been here in uniform for this entire series. The three-one pitch. Blowing away and he walks here. So the cold 45 is open up. The bottom half of the seventh. Uh, getting Carl Warwick out at first. He represents potential tying run. Coming up is Bob Aspermani. Two for three tonight. Which is base hit. That uh, enabled the Code 45s to win in the bottom half of the ninth this afternoon. Greg now up and into the stretch at Warwick leads his first, and here's the pitch. It's in there for a call strike. Bob Thornberry charging at first base was Charlie Neal at third in anticipation of a bunt attempt, but he did not square. Lum Harris coaching at third, running the strategy department of the Houston Co. 45. There's a pitch out. Thought something might be on it, wasn't it? one and one. Craig is up and under the stretch. Throw over. 1-1. Perhaps you heard the announcement in the background that tomorrow it'll be Bob Bruce going for goal 45 against Craig Anderson of the New York Mets. That's a pitch high. 2-1. Craig Anderson came on this afternoon to pitch the ninth inning and was the losing pitcher in the afternoon game.
this afternoon. Throw over, Warwick's back safely. Roger Craig is not reluctant about throwing over to first base. Throws over again, not in time. Nor is he bashful about the number of times he will throw over. He has 13 pickoffs this season as a result. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. It's strike one to Hal Smith.
45-3. Craig up and into the stretch. Warwick leads it first. Here's the pitch to Goodman. It's low for ball one. It's a ground ball foul on the first baseline, continuing on down to the bullpen area of the New York Mets. One and one to Goodman. Richie Ashburn out of action for the New York Mets with a sore shoulder that he injured the opening game of this series when he went across the line and left to try to field a foul pop. Dive ended up uh, in the mud hole down there all over and sustained uh, a bruised shoulder that has him out of action. Can't throw. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Swung out and missed. Strike two. It's one and two.
Mets in this ball game, and they got a run in the bottom of the second. But in the top of the third, the Mets battled back and got four big ones. Coast got one in the bottom of the third inning. Second base and holds up there as Langer 
They played it right off of the wall, in the air, and on in. But Hickman is standing on second with a double as it hit above the head of Al Spangler out there on the wall in left center field to score it as a double for Jim Hickman. And that will bring up Joe Christopher. Score tied here 4-4. The 11th hit for the Mets off Dick Farrell in this ballgame. And again, knuckleballer Bob Tiefenauer is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Colt 45. Christopher's a right-hand batter. Farrell is into the stretch. Hickman leads off the bag at second. Here's the ball punted. It's up into the air, but Farrell can't find the handle as it has a lot of English on it, and on it first is Christopher. No play made on him, and Farrell finally slipped down trying to field it, and it scored as a base hit. And trying to punt the ball, Christopher headed up into the air. Farrell came over to try to make a play, then tried to short hop it and could not control it. Had a lot of English on it, skidded away from him, and he in turn skidded and tried to get back to make the play on it. So Christopher's on it first, and Hickman has moved to third on the play. Keneal will be coming up now for the Mets with runners at first and third. Nobody out as the Mets make a bid to push one across here in the top half of the eighth inning with the score side, 4-4. That was face hit number 12 for the Mets. Optic Farrell. Billy Goodman has come into the mound now and shortstop Bob Lillis has walked over. They're getting straightened out on uh, how they're going to play it here with runners first and third. And now Rod Keneal is being called back. Chu Coleman comes out to the on-deck circle. Chris Canizero walks over to say a word to Coach Salihimas at first base. Keneal goes all the way back into the dugout. Chu Chu Coleman swinging back and coming up to bat for Keneal. Casey Stengel has gone to his bench here in an effort to get a run across in the top half of the eighth inning.
Choo-choo swinging at bat. Standing in and waiting. Now he steps out of the batter's box. And comes back in. Turk Farrell into the stretch. Pitch is swung out and it's a fly ball going deep to right field. And Mejia, the time makes the catch. Bags up and coming down the line to score is Jim Hickman. And the Mets are out in front here by a score of five to four. Hit on the button out into right field. Mejia skidded a couple of steps just as he got to the ball, but managed to control himself and enough to make the catch. But it was deep enough to score Jim Hickman, and that was the idea. So scored as a sacrifice fly and a run better than the Choo Choo Coleman. Holding at first base is Joe Christopher and Chris Canizaros coming up with one man out. Mets five and the Colt 45 is four. Three. Swings and sends a drive into right field. This is going to fall in for a base hit. Christopher turns it second, digging for third, and Mejia overruns the ball. Christopher slides into third, and the throw instead comes to the plate all the way. And on the throw end, Canizero moves to second. Runners at second and third. Score that as an error on Mejia. Score it as an error on Mejia. Gives the best runners at second and third with one man out, and that is Chris Canizero's third base hit of this game. Roger Craig coming out of the dugout now and coming on up here for the Mets. Not Stephen R. Still throwing in the bullpen.
three and a walk in this game. Farrell again working straight away. And there for a call, strike one. We're on the top half of the eighth inning. unassisted to retire the side. Helio checks the swing, but it's got it out up to first base unassisted. And the top of the eighth, the Mets got one run on three hits. That was one error and two men left. So at the end of seven and a half innings of play, the score is the New York Mets five and the Houston Gold 45 four. Well, you know, everybody's got favorites. Favorite foods, favorite sports, favorite girls. Before the baseball season began, everybody had his favorite pick to win the pennant. And now all over New York, people are talking about their favorite candidate for Miss Rangel 1963. Who will next year's Miss Rangel be? Well, that's up to you. Your votes will decide the winners. So next time you're ordering Rangel Extra Dry at any one of the 45,000 stores and taverns that sell New York's favorite beer, drop in a vote or two for your favorite candidate at the familiar Rangel ballot box. No matter who your favorite is, Drew, Chris, Loretta, Beverly, Eileen, or Carol, enjoy a glass of Rheingold Extra Dry, the one beer that year after year has been the chosen favorite of New Yorkers. Have a sip of Rheingold's Extra Clean, bright taste, and you'll join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. the New York Mets, Felix Mantia is in to play second base. Leading off for the Colt 45, top of the batting order, shortstop Bob Lillis, slide to center, double single, and grounded out second to first. on the plate getting his own uh, lineup card straightened out at this moment. Manzia will bat seventh in the batting order of the New York Mets. Roger Craig with the pitch, a breaking ball in there for a curl strike one to Bob Lillis. Opening up the bottom half of the eighth inning. Again the pitch. Successfully executed as Move Lillis to second. Langley 
the fourth, you're scoring on the sacrifice.
approach. Pitching low on the way, and it's two balls and one strike for Dave Roberts.
inside from catcher Hal Smith. Actually brightens taste. It's refreshing all day through. You 
You'll feel extra coolness in your throat all day long. Extra coolness no other cigarette can give you. Take it from me, I know, fans, now's the time to come all the way up to cool. Right now, signal the man with the cigarette tray. Get cool filter kings or cool without filter. Feel that extra coolness in your throat. Before we go to the bottom of the ninth, in order to allow our stations to identify themselves, we pause now for station identification. This is WGY 810 on your radio dial, Schenectady, your New York Med station. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Chandler and Bob Murphy in Houston, Texas. Bob Astromani's up for the cold 45s. Craig Fitch is swung on and missed. Strike one. with the Pirates batting in the top of the seventh. It's the Dodgers six and the Pirates nothing. Pete Ricketts still going for the Dodgers. Tom Butters is now going for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Here's the pitch one away for ball one. It's one and one.
Thomas went up one time, singled and moved on to second on an arrow by Jim Hickman in center field on the ground ball. Pitch is low. It's ball one. Strike 
strike out, gets him out of the inning, and we'll be going into extra innings here. In the bottom half of the night, the Colt 45's got no runs on no hits, no errors, and one left. And so, at the end of nine full innings of play, the score is the New York Mets 5 and the Houston Colt 45's 5. San Francisco Giants won their ball game this afternoon. The Cincinnati Reds have lost their game tonight. The Los Angeles Dodgers are leading in their ball game tonight as the National League pennant race is really tightened up here as we're in the last month to play. The Cincinnati Reds will be at the Polo Grounds on Friday night, September 14th, Saturday afternoon, September 15th, Sunday afternoon, September 16th. It'll be the final appearance of the Cincinnati Reds. They are the defending National League champions making their final trip in the polo ground. So we hope you'll be on hand. We're going to be going here to the top half of the 10th inning. And the New York Mets are going to be sending up Jim Hickman, Joe Christopher, and Felix Mantilla.
the Houston Colt 45s. Five. Blown away. It's ball one. One and one. likely to be much more closely contested than have been those between the New York Mets and the Cold 45 this season. Here's a 1-1 pitch. Short out and miss. He took a ripple at that one. Chris Canizaro is on deck for the Mets. Chris has three base hits tonight. Is pitching with two men out and nobody on. Here's the one-two pitch to Mancia. Low and away. It's two and two. The Mets got four runs in the top half of the third inning on four hits. Charlie Neal had a bases loaded two-run single. Mark Thornberry had a bases loaded two-run single to account for the four runs. The Mets got another in the top half of the eighth inning. Double. Christopher single. Here's a swing and a ground ball is short taken by Lillis. He plays on to Robertson time for the yard. So Jim Umbright sets the side down in order in the top of the tenth with no runs on, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of nine and one half innings to play, the score is New York Mets five, the Houston Code 45 five. You know, fans, any time is a good time to enjoy the brisk, bright flavor of Rheingold, but it goes especially well with these wonderful autumn days that are coming up. Yes, sir, wonderful days call for the wonderful taste of Rheingold Extra Dry, a taste that's brisk and bright and is clean, clear through. Rheingold is beer and beer should taste, and dry tells you why. It tells you that Rheingold is brewed the long, slow, costly way extra dry to be extra refreshing. So you better stock up now and have plenty of cool, refreshing Rheingold Extra Dry on hand. Enjoy those wonderful days with the wonderful beer Rheingold Extra Dry. We're going now to the bottom half of the tenth inning. Roger Craig still on the mound. For the New York Mets, he started, he's come all the way. Colts will be sending up Bob Lillis, shortstop, who has three hits tonight. Driven in one run and scored one himself. Lillis, one time, the property of the Dodgers. Bunch of all on the first base line. Thornberry will have to field it. Can Craig get there ahead of the runner? He cannot.
out, and it's ball one. Spangler has started squaring around for the sacrifice. Felix, or rather Charlie Neal, way in on the edge of the grass at third. Drawn very charging on the pitch at first base. It's bunted down to first baseline. Thornberry takes it. He'll go to first where Mantia covers. He's out. The sacrifice is executed. Moving Willis to second base. Goes three to four. Good scoring. And Roman Mejia coming up.
he does, Roberts backs out of the batter's box. Good, but the really great ones, they are natural. 
like Rheingold Extra Dry. Even before it's brewed, Rheingold is naturally a great beer because Rheingold uses only the finest natural ingredients, the finest grain, the finest hops, and the purest water in Rheingold Extra Dry. And Rheingold is brewed long and slow, brewed naturally. Even the sparkle in Rheingold is natural. Yes, Rheingold's natural brewing takes extra time and that costs extra money, but there are no shortcuts to an extra dry beer. When was the last time you enjoyed the delicious, brisk, and bright flavor of an extra dry beer? When was the last time you enjoyed a Rheingold? Well, here in Houston, the Code 45s scored a run on a wild pitch in the bottom half of the 10th inning to defeat the New York Mets by a score of 65. And to tell you something about today's activity here, here is Ralph Kiner. Well, Roger Craig outlasted the starting pitcher for the Colt 45s. Dick Farrell, as Farrell won nine innings, it gave up to Jim Umbright. But he could not, could not last the Houston Colt team at all as they scored in the 10th inning to win the doubleheader, winning the fourth, first game by a score of 4-3 and the second game by a score of 6-5. to five. Roger went nine and two-thirds innings. That is the second time that he has gone in extra innings this season. In the nine and two-thirds innings, he gave up six runs, allowed 12 base hits. He struck out five and walked five. In the tenth inning, the first man up, Bob Willis, beat out a bunt for a base hit. Roger a little bit late covering from the pitcher's mound, and he was not able to make the play. Then Al Spangler laid down a perfect sacrifice bunt and moved Bob Willis over to second base. And when Roman Mejia scrouted out the third, the break of the game came for the Houston Colts 45s, and Bob Willis very alertly went over to third base on the throw to first base. As he was on third base, Roger Craig worked to Dave Roberts, who had singled in the tying run in the eighth inning, the fifth one for the Colt 45. He got the count to three and two and gave up ball four, which also turned out to be a wild pitch, and on the wild pitch, Willis scored from third base with the winning run of the ball game. For the Colt 45s, their 14th extra inning game, the fifth one they have won this year. They have lost eight and tied one. The Mets played their 16th extra inning game, and they lost their 12th while winning four. It was also the 53rd one-run game played by the Mets. They have won 16 now and lost 37. In the series here at Houston, the Colt 45s have won seven of the eight games played here in Houston. One game remaining, that'll be tomorrow. Game time will be at 5.55 New York time. Scheduled to go on that game, Bob Bruce for the Colt 45s. He has a record of nine wins and eight losses against Craig Anderson, who has lost 16 in a row, and he has a record of 3-17. and 17. At the Polar Grounds, the Colt 45s have a record of two wins and two losses. They'll be coming in for five more games playing in the Polar Grounds on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. The 18th will be a twi-night doubleheader, the 19th a twi-night doubleheader, and a single-day game on the 20th. On the season, the Colt 45s have won nine of the 12 games played so far, and the Mets now on the road have lost their 58th game. They have won 17. They have won 18 while losing 51 at home, and their overall record now, 35 wins and 109 losses. For the Colt 45s, they have won their 31st game of the year here in Colt Stadium. They have lost 45 here, and with their road record of 25 and 42, they have an overall record of 55 wins, make a 56 wins and 87 losses. Colts have now won six in a row. This is the highest they have ever won in their history, and they have won 11 
of their last 14 games. The Mets have lost six in a row with their loss here in the second game of the split day-night doubleheader. That's the story on the first game. The second game, I should say, on the first game, the Colts won it 4-3 to three when they came from behind to score two runs in the ninth inning to give the loss to Craig Anderson, his 17th of the year. The winning pitcher in the first game was Russ Kemmer, his fourth win against two losses. Once again, the final score in the second game, the Colts 6, the Mets 5, the winning pitcher Jim Umbright. He has now a record of two wins and no losses. The losing pitcher Roger Craig has record seven wins and 23 losses. That's the story right here from Cold Stadium. Don't forget, a game tomorrow, the final game of the season here in Houston between the Mets and the Colts. Game time will be at 5.55 New York time, and the game will be both on television and on radio. This broadcast came to you through the courtesy of the Liebman Breweries, New York and New Jersey, and Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation. Right now, I'd like to remind you to enjoy fine cold Rheingold. Rheingold Extra Dry. Those two little words, Extra Dry, tell you why Rheingold is preferred by more New Yorkers than any other beer. Enjoy a nice cold, ice cold glass of good Rheingold Extra Dry. Now, this is Ralph Kiner saying so long for Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy, our statistician Joe McDonald, our engineer Joe Kresnicka, our producer Joe Gallagher, and for cool cigarettes. You'll feel extra coolness in your throat when you come up to the menthol magic of cool. Once again, the final score of the two games here from Houston. The first game won in the daytime by the Colt 45s, 4-3. The second game won here tonight by the Colt 45s, 6-5 in 10 innings. So long, everybody. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network.